Book Legion podcast, where we are here to talk DC Comics. I am Mark, and with me as always, Clay. How are you doing, buddy? I am tired. <laughs> Clearly. I was actually about to write on Twitter, I think I lost my co-host. <laughs> Dude, I, I have been... I, I will say this. I, for the past, like, week and a half, maybe two weeks... I feel like I've gotten into the, like, old habit of just, like, my schedule being completely crazy and me relying on Monster Energy Drink to, like, try to do everything I wanted to do throughout the day, like, really late at night. And it's horrible. Like, go, to, go to your local grocery store. Go to the coffee section. Buy Cafe Botelo, Cuban coffee, Cuban espresso, and you will be awake forever. I, Mark, I... And at least it's not filled with all that crap that's probably in those drinks. I don't want to be awake forever. Well, you I... already are. <laughs> if it's not your ghost, uh, the, gay, the ghost game, or now Avengers, I mean... I know, I'm not even, all the I'm not time. even, I'm not even finished with Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm playing Avengers right now. That's because you're too busy trying to take Zack Snyder shots in the video game. I know, and like, now, like, I saw, I saw... Uh, somebody playing around with photo mode on the Star Wars game, and I was like, oh, "That looks so beautiful." Now I need to try it. And so, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but it's it is really fun. I will say, I'm still trying to mess around with the photo mode on Avengers, and it's not playing out as well as I I want it to. But I'll I'll start I'll start getting some really nice ones. Just just wait, just wait. Okay, okay. Well, talking about Marvel, dude. I'm assuming because you were not in this stratosphere while I was typing this on Twitter. I read a Marvel book. Oh, really? And I loved it. Which one? Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow number one. Yes. I, I have it in my queue right now. I have not read it yet. So It is amazing and it's probably one of the prettiest books that I have ever seen. Ooh, who's the artist? It's Elena Casa Casagrande. Uh-huh. And Jordi Belair. Ooh. It is just gorgeous. It's kind of like if you did a mixture of like I... David like David Aha or Aja meets Cliff Chang like in Paper Girls. Dude, I dig this art. And the it red, is, dude. It is in the very beautiful. Beginning. It is, I mean. Yeah, I'm going to read this when we get off. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I mean, it, it kind of, now again, this, this, I'm sure a lot of things have passed sent with Marvel uh, in the past like year that I've stopped reading it. From what it seems like, what was the, the run that Bucky, I, I I believe it. Okay, what was the event? Because the Hydra one was a Secret Empire. Is that what it's called? The one with a Hydra cap. Yes. Okay, Secret Empire. Now in that one, because we all thought that Black Widow died, she went like gone, correct? Yes. And then Bucky and Clint went searching for her. Uh huh. Do you remember what that comic was called? Uh. I remember reading it for like the first uh, like, strange t strange tales, I, right? It was it was an old title. I I can't remember like it was yeah. Supposed I, to be a I, I believe 
Yes, it was a callback title. I do remember that, but I, I don't remember... I remember reading, like, the first, like, three or four issues of it. Um, this kind of, for some reason, feels like it is taking place after that, or at least a lot of the themes. Mm-hmm. Because there are moments that, in this book, you are Tales hearing... of suspense. Tales of suspense. Okay. Yes. Um, because you, you get these moments where... Um, for example, like Natasha's calling Clint, but then th- there are certain actions that show um, Clint still being angry, and she's kind of like mentioning, "Oh, it Clint hasn't like yet gotten over the time like with what I whatever I did with Bucky." Yeah. So, and I have a feeling that it again maybe something has happened in this past year between them. You would know more than I, but. I, I could at least call back to I'm like oh I remember that 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 little miniseries, um, yeah. But the book man, it's 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 really cool. It's really cool. I, I, since you haven't read it, I won't like talk about it. But it's one of those things that with this being such a small week in terms of like the books that we enjoy reading with DC, mm-hmm. there's not that many books to talk about. So I was like, you know what? I don't I don't feel bad saying that I've read a Marvel book and just, like, briefly talking about it. Yeah. Because the book was thoroughly enjoyable, and it just felt like I was reading. And now that you've kind of looked at the art, it just looks like you were reading one of those amazingly beautiful espionage-like image books. Yeah. Yeah. It very much looks like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Really, really, really good. So I would... For anybody that listens to the show... That's also a Marvel fan I uh, that likes to read Marvel comics. I would highly recommend uh, checking out Kelly uh, Kelly Thompson's Black Widow with Elena Casagrande and Jordi Belair on art. It's gorgeous. And I would uh, highly not recommend Fantastic Four because I did a review that uh, uh, of Fantastic Four twenty three this week. It was garbage. Is Dan Slott still doing Fantastic yeah. Four? Yeah. Yeah. Is he really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, why do I? Why do I have a feeling like I felt like I read something that he was getting off to do another book? Well, he got off of Iron Man, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe it was Iron Man. And I will say this: that man is very close to what Bendis is right now. Like just reading his dialogue, uh, like. And I know I, I, I say, oh, this person is just as bad as Bendis, and that's, like, the peak of, like, bad writing for me. But just reading it, I feel like Dan Slott always has to remind us, as a writer, that he wrote Spider-Man. And so Spider-Man always has to come in in some form or fashion, and he has to be overly dramatic on the comedy and, like, all this other stuff. And Spider-Man is, like, also spewing freaking like spider-man history and it's just like okay i understand slot like you're done with spider-man you said that you were done with spider-man do fantastic four now like just like just... well it, it, when he's doing like history lessons is he doing history lesson on based on past dan slot work where he's yes. just trying to get people no, no, no. to read that again and yeah yeah it's it's basically like they like right now there's a huge war going on with like plant-based like alien life form or whatever and uh the kree and the scroll are working together and they go to this building 
I forgot which build. Oh, it's just the ran a random building that Spider-Man says, Oh, you know what? This building, uh, Peter Parker and I used to own because we used to be a billion we used to be billionaires but now all that money's gone and like he makes a joke out of it and then he keeps commenting on it and i'm just like okay the moment's gone the moment's the, the like it was relevant for the fact that you knew the building but that's it and he kept going with the with the joke and it's just like ah, now but there much. but there isn't any like editorial is there like no. saying like Oh, for more of this, check out Amazing no. Spider-Man no. 675 or something. Okay. But then it, that but it gives you enough information on its own to for, for you to say like Peter Parker billionaire. Yeah. On and Google. Then, exactly. And then you're like, "Huh, I wonder what story that is." And then you'll go go out and find it. But I mean, this isn't a Marvel review podcast. So, I will say I read one, two, three, four, f- five, six books this week, to be honest. And All D- DC? Of DC, yeah. Jeez, man. I, I, I was only able... I, well, I, I mean, I did mention this before the show, um, that I'm behind on Dead Planet, so I, I haven't read that one yet, and you kind of mentioned that nothing really happens. So yeah, it's kinda... n- nothing really happens. I think... We will talk about issue three probably when four happens. Uh, I'm sure you'll catch up, and then we can talk about both of them really, really quickly. But I'll I'll just run down with some stuff. Hellblazer, all a setup issue. Tom Taylor is really good with the like horror suspense type writing. So I felt that it was a good setup first issue, and then the dreaming was okay. Um, I, I still had fun with it, but I think that it's going to really start to, like, throw down, basically, next issue. So, I'm still enjoying that. The There's a really cool art change at the end of that book that's really, really cool. I think you'd appreciate it. But, but yeah, the two books that we're going to be talking about today are Batman and Strange Adventures. Which yes. one do you want to go with first? Well, let, let's do... Um... Let's do this one. I, I, I posted... Let's talk Batman. Um, before we kind of get into the book, I, I posted this on Twitter um, where you can follow me at Mark Reads Comics. And it was uh, that I was reading Batman 98 and I don't know why, but I, I kind of just came across... And this is not like an observation like, uh, yeah, duh. I like I know it, but for some reason it made me kind of think of it out loud, which was... Is it to me, or are we seeing Alfred being more featured now in Batman books than when he was when he was alive? Yeah, and I kind of think, and you can disagree with me if you want, uh, you or listeners, I think it's a small dig at Tom King, genuinely, saying that like, oh, you may have killed him, but we're still going to use him type thing. Um, do you, do you, uh, a dig? Okay. I, I would have never thought of it as a dig. I, I think of it more as just that there's so many writers that wish that they can write Batman. Oh yeah. And whenever you have the opportunity to write Batman, sure. If the Joker is one of your favorites, you're going to want to try to throw him. And that's why I feel like we're seeing a lot of Joker right now. Yeah. And then on top of that, like if you've ever, if you've always wanted to write a, a Batman story and you didn't have 
Alfred, it would seem, you know, off. So I, I mean, I hope not because I hope there isn't that kind of that schism within writers and just hating each other's work. So they're just taking shots at each other, <laughs> like in a in a very subtle way. Like yeah, and but maybe maybe. I mean, we've kind of seen it here. Tinian kind of like told people that he that has interviewed him that he's purposely not like following up on Tom King stuff because he wants to be on the good side of both parts of fandoms like Tom he wants to get Tom King fans and he wants to get just Batman fans on his side like he said that before in an interview and I'm like you shouldn't say that out loud wow like, that's weird yeah um which is why you're not but getting- if, if you see him at cons he does kind of portray as the type of person that just wants to be loved by everyone yeah yeah uh I uh which me- is usually why his work is forgettable me me and Juice just recorded last night, and he kind of said the same thing. Uh, he has also met Tinian, says he's a really nice guy, but he kind of gets, like, even on Twitter, you see it all the time that he is just, like, very much like, oh, I'm going to do everything for you guys, and he's, like, I don't want to say he's a yes man, but it's, it's something that I, excuse me, I feel like he really wants to just get everybody to be like, Hey, this is my Batman run. Don't you like it? Yeah, that right, right, right. But like you said, I unfortunately don't think I'm going to remember too much about this Batman run other than probably Punchline because I feel like they're going to make her a little bit bigger than what everybody else thought. Jim has yeah. this weird theory. Jim from Weird Science. He just let it out there on his show. He thinks that Tinian is going to make Punchline the surprise villain of this story. Over Joker. Yeah. Like in the sense in the sense that she'll screw over Joker? No, she's the one pulling all the strings. Because it's her toxin that is like messing Batman up. Uh she seems really OP at the moment. Like she's everywhere. And he's always made an emphasis on everybody being scared of her. So, like, that's why Jim was like, I just feel like she's a little too prominent to be just a side character, you know? Well, I mean, but I, I think, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that one. Um, just because I feel that, I mean, we've kind of seen Tinian online trying to showcase all of his new characters and i really think it's he's trying to you know get you know he's trying to get his 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 bills yeah and and i get it. okay whatever you know hustle gotta get do your thing yeah but I, because I, I mean he's done the same thing just trying to push like the action figures and stuff uh no i'm just saying because it makes one of those things it makes me feel like if that's the case if she's a little op or wants everybody to be scared the end of this issue kind of like completely goes I against that. hated the last three pages of this book. So, oh. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, honestly, this book can be summed up as a Batman nightmare and a Harley punchline fight. That's all this can be like summed up as. 
Yeah, th- this is Bruce Wayne still under. Uh, he's under the influence, and now he is dealing with the effects of not only punchlines toxins, but also what Harley Quinn gave him in the previous issue, which yes. is to reverse that to get rid of it. But it, he's just going through a whirlwind. He's uh, tripping balls. Basically. Yeah, he's tripping big time. And in that case, here he is. He's getting an opportunity of spending some one-on-one time with Alfred. But again, this is Alfred who's dead, so this is all in Bruce's mind. And they're just having a conversation in regards to, um, I mean, you get like the Bruce pity, the Bruce, uh, you know, I failed. You have Alfred trying to have him remember why is it that he is who he is and why he does what he does. Um, I mean, there is that moment where, you know, you you see Alfred with the tough love. Yeah. Which is clearly something you would only see in a dream because... Well, that's that, what I was going to ask. Is this... It felt very uncharacteristic. It felt very uncharacteristic, but there is a... I think it's just like a throwaway line, but I think it's very important that in the midst of Bruce and Alfred talking, Alfred basically says, I am your conscience. Like, I am not real. You can't treat me like I'm the Alfred. I am the embodiment of your conscience type thing. Like, he says that. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a throwaway line to help you cope with the idea that in this dream, Alfred pimp slaps the ever-living hell out of Bruce so hard. Yes. Like, super hard. And that was a surprise to me, but I remembered that line. And so it's basically, you, you can basically chop it up with Bruce, Bruce having... Like, Bruce a, is giving himself self, a pep talk, Yes, but it's coming through his imagination of Alfred. Yes. But for me, when I think of Bruce, I think he wouldn't want to, like... And I, I know it's up to the interpretation of the writer, but for me personally... I feel like Bruce probably would have imagined Bruce Wayne talking to him because he always thinks that he is Batman. So I feel like Bruce would have had the pep talk to with him and not Alfred. I think that might have actually helped his case a little bit more for the fact that we have already seen a nightmare-esque sequence with Alfred. And we've gotten this scene almost to a T other than the giant pep talk. Like yeah, already. because I mean the other the other nightmare sequences were just with Alfred stating things and that he couldn't be there and his neck would just snap. <laughs> yeah, and it'll just be upside down. We've seen the same thing with uh, Harley. But talking about Harley, is it me, or did Harley and Punchline have the exact same fight, saying the exact same things that they said the first time? Besides maybe a little bit of the origin of punchline kind of talking about how they both have a relationship with the joker but the difference is is that one was an innocent little stupid weak girl that just fell for his trappings while i was like i fell like i was entranced with what he is saying and what he is delivering and i wanted to go search for it so i did everything in my power to find him while you just succumbed and became his puppet yeah, you know, I this is one, you know, another criticisms criticism that I have of this book. We already saw a punchline and and Harley fight. Then 
they advertised, oh, Harley Quinn 75, the last Harley Quinn book or issue, is going to have a Harley Quinn punchline fight. And then they do another Harley Quinn punchline fight in this book. And I'm just like, that's that's too much. That's way too much. I can yep. under I can understand doing it for Harley Quinn. You know, that could be round two. We don't need round three all in like a month's time. Literally a month's time we have gotten three Harley Quinn and Punchline fights. And it's just like I I don't want this. I want well, to Well, I mean, I will say that I, I saw somebody post it. I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was like Wes Greer on on Twitter, and he posted a picture of Punchline. I guess like a black and white variant. You know, like those George Jimenez um, variants that he's kind of like doing the sketches? Uh-huh. But it's black and white, and it is currently going with, at the moment, 35... With 35 bids, it was at $338. Jesus. Stop it, people. Stop it. Stop it. And I was like, whoa, this is this, this ridiculous. This whole idea of speculators, like, driving up a nonsense market, like, it's, it's uncalled for. Like, honestly. Like, there, there shouldn't be a book, a modern book, that costs over three ninety nine. For any reason, like me personally, no, no, I, I, I personally agree with you. And it's like there is literally no reason. Now, like I said, I understand that there is a small possibility that Punchline might be the brains of the operation in some weird, like plot twist or whatever. But that doesn't warrant one comic being three hundred dollars now. When it comes to art, if there is like an original art piece, go for it. Art is amazing. I love art. Yeah. I can totally see why. But when you are like, it's, it's, once it's on a comic, it's printed. You can find that digitally. You can download it on your phone and put it as your screen saver. There's no reason to pay $300 for it. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. That that. So I'm guessing that there is a huge market for punchline, and people are absolutely buying into it. Where I think that's why, because I think punchline is providing, and it's hard because you know Comicron can't really provide us with those kind of numbers anymore. Where we don't really know what kind of is she moving the needle, and I would say based on. I mean, I understand it's black and white, and there's just some people who who go nuts for covers, and I guess for like investment purposes and stuff like that, they think that if they buy it now for three hundred, they can sell it for a thousand later. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah. I think I think punchline after this run right now because it's hot. I think it'll end up dying down, like big time. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, man, but it's uh, it was another weird. Um, issue. I am with you. I I was feeling pretty. I was feeling pretty good after 
that talk with Alfred, well, Bruce talking to himself as Alfred. Um, and it was just kind of like that reminder, like, remind them, like, remember, like, who you are. It, it kind of had, like, a Mufasa moment. And then it had <laughs> that... It was a very odd moment where you see Bruce coming back, like coming Did to. Did I send you this? Did I send you this? This this send whole me what? when when he wakes up. No, because dude, I, I almost like I know that this when he wakes up, there is literally two pages left of the comic. I almost closed the comic <laughs> when this happened because. Batman wakes up with probably one of the biggest hangovers ever while Punchline is going full speed, like anime style, to Batman, beelining it. She says it's impossible for him to be awake and coherent. And Batman says, that has no hold over me anymore. And she's like, it's not possible. How? And he goes, I'm, he, he says the word I'm, and he opens his cape, and his body spells Batman. He spray painted himself while he was unconscious. No, look, his, like, if you look at it carefully, his chest turns into the words Batman. His, like, torso and legs completely disappear. Which I understand because of that, like, iconic movement with his cape like his body is in shadow or whatever but mm -hmm. because of the way they decided to do the lettering here it literally looks like his chest turns into the word batman this is the most campiest cheesiest thing that snyder i mean not snyder tinian has done this entire run i don't know if it's the cheesiest things tinian has done because he in, exudes a lot of cheese. No, no, no. I would in, say this in is the cheesiest run in this run of Batman. I would say this is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen Jimenez do on when it comes to usually epic moments where he usually thrives. Well, I don't I don't want to blame Jimenez. That is clearly a a lettering thing. When whenever you see boom pow pop but whatever that's lettering. This is lettering. I don't think this is Jimenez at all. See, I, I, I don't see. I put that under Jimenez because lettering is more what you see in the bubbles. This is more along the lines. Like I feel like that needs to be sketched. Like he needs to have sketched that into. Like I put that now. Maybe the idea came from Tinian. Yes, and we I, could blame, well, and, and, and that's what and I mean. We could that's do a I mean. blame whenever, it, regardless of if it was art or lettering i feel like it was a side note that tinian put on the script and that i it took me out of the book not not so much as what comes next but that took me out of the book <laughs> like because because all he says is i'm like and i understand that like the word batman is supposed to be spoken but it doesn't seem like that at all. It literally looks like his cape is saying Batman. And it's supposed to be like this jaw-dropping... I, I think they thought... I think they truly thought that that was going to be a really cool moment. And honestly, I think it, it would have just been better if she was just... That's not possible. I mean, even the... Yeah, even like, with no, her if, saying, if, like, if the toxin... Was, 
if it was a quiet panel right after that, like after he, yes. after she said, how is that, you know, that's not possible, and him just like knocked the crap out of her, I think that would have been awesome. But this, I'm I, I, like, w- I would I would have been okay with not even the gasp, maybe just seeing him get up, you know there's fighting, she looks, he looks pissed, she looks scared, he has the the spread, and then maybe the bottom, the Harley, she's like, about time you did that. Like yeah. okay, that would have looked better than than what we than what we got. But after that, punchline is KO'd. She's knocked out, and he is trying to uh, uh, what is it says? Uh, he he needs to reactivate communications with everybody. My and, suit is a computer. And Harley <laughs> says, "Well, I think you fried it." Uh, back in the theater uh, and he says don't a- underestimate what I can fit in my belt I call it the bat turry <laughs> Mark um, now I do you this. want do you do you want to take back what you just said about Tinian's cheesiest thing well, no, he's done because I, I said I said it's not as bad as what's coming next and this is what came next Mark we were doing so good with not getting any new gadgets. Because remember, we said it started to get to a point where it was annoying that he was putting a gadget in every issue and then talking about it. You know, there was there was one point where he, like, climbed Wayne Tower and he went into that secret Batcave. And he didn't say anything about it. He just did it. And that was cool. I was like, okay, that's somewhat of a new gadget. I understand that. But you see this, and he calls it the bat Turi. <laughs> I I don't know what to do, Mark. I I don't know, man. That is that is I mean, I've been already contemplating dropping the big two. So, I mean, I can't... There's nothing There's nothing that else that I can say. I mean, I've already stopped with Superman. Batman was... was I mean, honestly, it was like the only issues that I had at first was just like, why do I feel like Alfred is becoming such a... Pro- like, I mean, obviously, he's always been a prominent figure. Yes. But I'm just like, man, this dude's dead. Like I, where are like the subtle? Where are Let the him die? No, it's just like where are the subtleties? Like what you got beforehand, where he'll just be like, he'll call Alfred on the radio. Or oh, he's not there. It was Lucius. Like those were powerful because you're like, damn, he's dead. Yeah, I'm seeing Alfred every freaking issue that I'm like, dude, uh, this is Inception. Is he dead? Like I, 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 what if he's just in a dreamlike state? Oh my god, may, maybe that's so. I'm just I'm tired of see- and I oh like Alfred, gosh. but I'm tired of seeing him, dude. You're dead. Go. Yeah. It's so you have that. Then I'm like, okay, the the Harley and Punchline. All right, they fought. They're saying the same things. Okay. I but I did like the Punchline kind of saying like, no, you came in it from a weakness standpoint, while I came to him through a vantage point of strength. I'm like, okay, all right, well, I guess that's her difference, even though I think Harley's right that she's just like, you idiot, we're, we're pretty much the same. Yeah. 
so I mean I did like like that, but the fighting okay, whatever. I, I do agree that punchline is a little OP. Um But I mean honestly, I think the one part that got me the most upset <laughs> besides the battery, if that's possible, was she's like, So who are we gonna call? I need everyone <laughs> with like the <laughs> with the with the smile, smile and the green, and the eyes. green eyes. I and and here here's the thing that kind of jumps into the because based topic. on based on that smile, if I don't see Batman see everybody and have the Affleck smile from Whedon's Justice League when Superman comes, and he's like, "Oh guys," like if he doesn't hug them when he sees them, then that smile means nothing because then all that that's showing me is like if he's trying to be clever with like his battery. Dude, it just like sounds who? so bad when people say it. Like, why? <laughs> why? Oh man, yeah. And then I, I get, and then apparently, Catwoman is this freaking Regis Filman, R.I.P. with everyone in regards like who wants to be a billionaire. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. And then, <laughs> and the, and then. I don't know, man. And now we have, like, classic oh, Riddler again. So now he's not roided out where he looks like uh, like Nemesis from... Yeah, but now he just looks like Jim Carrey. And it's just like, I don't know. No, that's I what like... I'm saying. Like, before he looked like Nemesis from, like, Resident Evil. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And now he's back to being this... Uh, I don't... That is F the it. Jim Carrey Batman Forever costume. F this book. <laughs> I give this book an F. Dude, no. See, I, I told Juice last night, this book, before the last four pages... It was alright. It was like a 7. 7.58. Yeah. Because of the art, because of the choreography of everything. Like, the art was heavily influenced over my score. When I saw the I'm Batman, instant 3 instant three like it dropped five points immediately and then i saw the battery instant two like <laughs> like it was not helping its case at all and <sighs> here's the thing the the whole like oh i need everyone that comes to our new news i sent you this yesterday of the tie-in that is coming in this month the batman joker war zone issue number one tie-in yes you did send that. now i i did not i did not click it because i was kind of i i did like a a slight roll of the eyes okay so so you can kind of educate me on that one so it's gonna be a series of stories in that one issue where you're gonna see cassandra kane you're going to see Stephanie Brown. You're going to see this new Clown Hunter guy. But also, you're going to see Luke Fox come in. This is where they bring okay. in Luke Fox. And this is where they're going to start to roll in the idea of Luke being Batman. Because they say in the article... That not only Luke 
but Luke's family starts to fight back. So, in Future's End, back in New 52, if you remember, Luke's sister became Batgirl for like some small reiteration. I did not Yes. I did not read that story. I just saw the panels. Um I don't know Yeah, if you, what, if Future's End and World's End with uh Earth 2 was really cool. I don't know any other family members that Luke has that could be the Bat family, but it legitimately looks as though the Fox family entirely is going to be taking over for Gotham. Which I kind of have a problem with. Like, they are completely, like, literally brushing aside Dick Grayson, Barbara, Tim Drake, Damien, and throwing in the Fox family to be like, this is the new Bat family. Uh, because the the one Well, big I mean, thing... I, I have something against the fact that I... I mean, I, I've, I've said it here and I've said it on Twitter. Uh-huh. I don't believe that anybody should be Batman besides Bruce. Yeah, and a lot of so people... So think... I'm, I'm against the idea if it was Dick, Tim, anyone. Now, don't get me wrong. Did I love Batman and Robin with uh, Grant Morrison? Sure. Yeah. It was great. The Batman run stuff that Tomasi did, was it... Yeah, was it good? Sure. Of course it was. But... No, I'm I'm against it. I don't I don't agree with anyone being Batman. And well, the big thing for me was okay. How is Luke Fox going to be Batman when there's so many others in line to be Batman? Just like a Dick Grayson, a Tim Drake, a Damian, and I don't. You don't read the title, but there was an annual uh, Teen Titans annual uh, just a couple weeks ago that. Tim, or not Tim, but Damien... Damien denounced being Robin. Yeah, he, like, he literally... Do you know why? Did he give reasons? Yeah, so, uh, apparently he has killed Brother Blood, and he, like, is basically telling Batman that Batman is afraid to do the right thing and, like, make every villain in the world scared of him. So, Damien has literally changed his entire demeanor towards what he has become in the last six years, seven years. And he literally, when I read that issue, he literally sounded like the day he came off the boat with Talia. Hmm. Like he, now has, his, has been Talia been randomly no, appearing? No, that's the thing. He just like this writer for teen Titans who took over I think for the past like few months or whatever, he has changed Damien to be the old school, like jerk, don't care about anybody. Every villain needs to fear us. We need to be, you know, the dominant, you know, whatever. And all that character development for him has completely just gone away. And they try to chop it up to him being frustrated with the fact that. Alfred is dead, that Dick Grayson was shot, and it's all Batman's fault, but it doesn't play well. And it literally just looks like, hey, we need Damien to stop being Robin in order to bring in this new family. That's what it looks like, to be completely honest. Well, but then Tim gave up his UPS name yeah, and then became Robin again. Yeah. Uh, that happened this week, which I thought was hilarious. Bendis was forced to. Go I, back I, th- to... I think what you need to do is you need to find that article. When since I know that you have no shame and you might finally get your wish of being blocked, 
Find the article when they were teasing his name where Bendis literally says on the advertising where his name will never be changed again. Oh, and I re- yeah. I remember you getting uh, – you were writing me and texting me because of how furious you were that here he is is just saying boldly, this is the name change I am making for this character and no one will change it again. Oh, I and am, now, I'm, I'm definitely doing that today. I, I know you want to get blocked, and I figured when <laughs> when when I read this, I figured on the show I'm gonna have to share this oh, with Clay because I think that Clay will have his will finally have his moment. Oh yeah, I I, I think I think that's I'm gonna do that today. I'm definitely doing that today. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Batman was um, a, a tale of you know a story of yeah a tale of two tales or however that phrase goes. Uh, now talking about two tales. Uh, Strange Adventures number five. So we are now five of twelve. Tom King, Mitch Garrards, Doc Shaner uh, on art duties, and this was with the last two issues, three and four, being very heavy, being very tense. I felt, I felt that this was one of the. I don't want to say weak because I don't think it was a weak issue, um, but. It, it, it was definitely, a very slow issue, for sure. Yes, it 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 took its foot off the pedal. Yes, in terms of tension and everything that was going on between current time and the flashbacks. Uh, but what were what were your thoughts on this book? I I very much still enjoy the book. Um, this whole story of uh, Strange and his. Uh, wife being stuck inside this prison for an entire month without any food with the with the stone people yeah without or any rock food people, or water whatever they call it yeah um that was very interesting uh but you know what's her I name I found it interesting as well because it's it's giving you an idea of another layer in regards to well first like how murky negotiations can be yes and how we know everything going on with Rand and how it just seems either if it's present or in the past, Adam is just having really hard time just trying to well, it, do it, things in a timely manner. It's the allegory of like because because we know this now that that King very much has his political background and he likes to interpret it inside of his stories. Of course, this is very much an allegory for uh, speedy trials. I I uh, can't remember which amendment that is to be completely honest, um, but the uh that's that's what this whole thing is about because you then get the uh the trial where martian manhunter is there yeah and alana has like she gives no f's about anything and she like i am almost scared of what her character is going to become by issue 12 it's going to be it's going to be brutal because i think that there's a lot of stuff and now i mean we've kind of gotten a little bit of um we've gotten a little bit of an idea of what the president thinks about her yeah and how now the president is just trying to it's 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 kind of like you're stoking the flame because now they're providing more power to yeah. her um so yeah i got to i do got to say that they're 
they Mitch killed it on Mitch and and Doc. They killed it on just some of these panels. If it wasn't the 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 overlook of her looking at like the Washington Monument. Oh yeah, L- looking out in the distance. I mean, that's a it's a beautiful beautiful splash page. Or if it's just the the slow. I mean, it was like th- there was definitely like a sexual tension. Oh no! When you like, had so the, I, the I, Adam, yeah. I read this book at like three in the morning uh, when we first got him, and I was like, I still I want to finish this before I go to bed, and so like I could very much feel myself like kind of drifting, and I was reading, I was trying to stay awake, and all of a sudden, whoa, sex scene! What's going on? Like, did I miss? And something? then <laughs> Clay became a father. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations no, to I you was, and Abby. I was just like, what did I miss? And so I had to go back and reread it. And you know, I I feel like King very much has like this he he's not in this he's not like Bermehu like at all, but he's very much because of the reign that he has with this black label, he is wanting to kind of push that boundary and he, he's you know, writing some saucy stuff into it. Uh, but well, not even Black Label. Even with his in his run, the stuff uh, that he did with yeah, uh with with Bat, him and Catwoman. Yeah, I mean, Bat and Cat. Yeah, like I'm 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 waiting for a Tom King novelization that when you go to those grocery stores and they have like those porn books, like Zane or whatever the, it is, the black the black bar or the black bag onto it. Yeah, that's kind of like I'm waiting for Tom King to to write like his own novelization because this dude's this dude's a horn dog man dude he's gonna he's gonna be the next writer on heavy metal <laughs> oh god <laughs> jeez but uh the big thing here is that we see their daughter at the end yes uh that i i feel like we we still have a lot to find out about her and what has become of her there has been uh, some people saying that people don't believe she's dead, even though they've said that she is. Uh, people think that she they're lying about her, like, still being alive or, or, or being dead and she's actually still alive. I am very interested to see what kind of conspiracies Alana is well, holding. Not only Alana, but this ending made me feel as if... May well not exactly like the ending, but kind of like midway through. Um it makes me feel as if right now Adam is also involved in all of this. Oh yeah. He, that like that, that mo that moment when you see him kind of like you you know that someone's talking, although you kinda see like the jet stream, the jetpack, like the the smoke, the after effects, and and the way that you're hearing the dialogue. At first, I was like, "Oh wait, is this like Alana just talking really, um, like mischievously to, to like maybe her assistant?" Mm-hmm. And then you find out that the way that she's talking and like, "Oh, don't worry about Mister Terrific, and he'll lo- learn soon enough." And he's like, "Oh, and what will you?" I just feel like there's, and, and there's something about the way that he. The way that he does the toast, where she's like, two battles fought, two wars won. I don't know, man. It's it's either Adam is extremely gullible 
and he's maybe completely entranced with this, but Gerard's is just doing the thing to make you feel like, wait a second, is Adam involved in all of this? I think I think that Adam is very much blinded by a lot His of love. beauty and love. I I think he is just a sucker. He is a sucker. Okay. Well, I mean, and I mean, the flashbacks will show you that. Yes. That you, that you know, there's clearly he is just absolutely in love with her, and we've already know that you know she's she's just pure evil. Uh, if there's just something where okay, that I mean that could be the case because I think that if he is involved, then damn, talking about people. You know, like all six of the Adam Strange real fans, for some reason, are going to become like in the thousands hating Tom King for turning a beloved character that no one reads and no one knows about um, into oh, kind yeah. of like you, this. You, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Everyone's going to go and they're all going to crop pictures on Google saying that this is their collection. <laughs> and then, like, and, this is I love Adam Strange. And then Strange we're going to have Kevin be like, I hate Tom King. How can you do yeah. this? I'll Adam Strange is my DC. favorite character. He's been my favorite character since September 1st. <laughs> <laughs> He's my all-time favorite. And Tom King ruined it. I, I think it's funny when that happens, to be completely honest. You know, and I, I said it with the whole Blue Beetle thing with with Suicide Squad. People who said they, they love Ted Cord, it is your fault for what has happened to his character because you did It's your fault that we have Jaime Reyes. Just just admit it. It's your fault, fans, that now we have this person that no one likes and we gave Jeff Johns all open the, all they we had gave him all do, the freedom for him to do it. All they had to do was just write it out. Buy the Blue Beetle books because they were gonna tell a story of how Blue Beetle was gonna be mentoring or Ted was gonna be mentoring Jaime Reyes and we never got it because of the sales. I'm just saying. To be to be we, fair, we, my we first in the first time I ever saw Blue Beetle, he got shot in the face by Max Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first time I ever saw him. Remember, I got into Fifty Two, oh, so yeah, obviously so the first thing you need to do is read Infinite Crisis to kind of get an idea why are the Trinity taking vacation. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, what do I hear? Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Boom! Shot in the face. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> this dude's dead. So then I'll just go to the comic people and they're oh, like, oh, man. God, don't remind me of that. So apparently this guy was a big deal. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Adam, Adam Strange uh, or, or Strange Adventures, I'm really enjoying it. We are a little less than halfway. Uh, I Like I said, there's a lot of questions that I have regarding conspiracies that I think are going on. And I want, I want those answered. But I... I want there this I want there to be this sweet like ending of Batman being able to take in Alana to prison. That's what I want. Well, Batman or Mr. Terrific? I I don't know yet. It depends Fair on play, I, bitch. It, <laughs> it, de- it depends on what happens in the story. But because I, I will say has, though I I want Doc Shaner to write a fantasy story because oh that image that he wrote uh, that he drew at the end with alana with like the face paint yeah and like her overall look like that is it looks very cool it's a really really cool character design yeah no i i just think that like she has as of right now she has played both batman and mr terrific 
So either one of them being able to throw her in prison, I think will be satisfying for me. Fine. Batman can have Alana. Mr. Terrific will take uh, Alana's dad <laughs> while slapping him one more time. <laughs> Can he, can, I don't think they have the legal right to imprison somebody on a different planet. That's comics. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll add something. Yeah, but I, I dug it, man. I, 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 it, it's slow, but I still dig it because there's just this level of intrigue where, I don't know, I kind of just feel like I'm watching like a house of cards. Yeah. And Alana is Frank Underwood. And I'm just waiting to see when do all the cards come crashing down. Well, Juice Juice said at the, you know, when we recorded last night, he said that he thinks because of the parallels and, you know, Tom Keen has said, this is based off the Mueller report, that he thinks uh, Strange is the Trump character of the story. And well, I think well that could be a good theory just because of the way that Adam Strange was dressed during during those trials. He he is dressed, but also the way he he does have a speech with like all these different people, and he kind of mirrors something that Trump has done before. And this is not like super political or anything, but Trump does these things where he will compliment somebody and then immediately like degrade them within the same breath. Like, he, he does both. And King, uh, King uh, freaking Strange does the same thing with the Justice League. He compliments them, and then he kind of, like, takes a jab at them immediately. Mm-hmm. And so, Juice caught on to that. He's like, oh, crap, I think... Because, like you said, you think that Strange might be kind of in this whole thing with Alana. And Juice said, oh, crap, like, what if Strange is the Trump character of the story... Which comes to think, well, if that is tr- if he is Trump, who is Alana? Like, she is just freaking evil. She's, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I I don't know because I'm not like a politically savvy person. Yeah, but yeah. I'll just say Hillary Clinton because there's always that running joke that anybody that gets dirt <laughs> on her, she kills. <laughs> So oh I guess God. that, but again, I don't, I, I don't know any better because oh, I don't, I don't, I don't do the political stuff. Um, but yeah, man, it's at, at the end of it all. I mean, I, I still put this book very strong because the intrigue is still and the mystery is still very high, and I feel like this is a much tighter story than at the moment. It's much tighter than like what Mister Miracle was. Mister mm-hmm. Miracle, there was too much of the. Is he actually dead? Like, did he survive that suicide from the beginning or not? Is any of this real at all? Uh, and then, I mean, the tension in that issue, in that story was, my gosh, is he going to have to give up his baby, you know, to dark side? Yeah. And that was huge, especially there were a lot of parent, you know, like parent elements there that any parent can relate to. But this one here, there's just this... Because even in, like, Mr. Miracle, when you were reading it, I mean, like, Darkseid never felt, the little bit that you saw him, never felt intimidating. Mm-hmm. If anything, I mean, they try to make him kind of epic with, like, the vegetable tray and stuff like that. Or, literally, I think there was one time, I forgot who he was talking to, uh, Mr. Mer- uh, Scott, when he was there in Apocalypse negotiating. And I think he walked away from the, he walked away from 
the negotiations and he was talking to some dude. And I think all you did for like five panels was follow. I, I don't know if it was urine or like spit going down that extremely long, endless tunnel. I'm like, okay, there's there's like a little bit of humor there. Here, this book doesn't, there's really like no humor at all. And Alana, to me, just seems like pure, pure evil that I'm like, wow, there's this woman is a legitimate threat. Yeah. And that's what makes me, especially when you have the bright minds, can't they can't figure her out. I'm like, yeah, all right, you're, you're, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but I mean, strong issue, but you know, I will say uh, next I'm going to buy you a shirt that has the I I'm No. I'm just going to it's just going to say I'm no. and everyone's going to say they're like I'm what? They're just going to want to know, but there's no Batman or anything. It's just going to say I'm. Stop it. Stop it. All right, what's going on next week? Next week we have uh Detective 1027 or 1027. Uh, okay. That is the 1,000 issue anniversary of the first appearance of Batman, of course. So there's going to be a lot of stories in there. Um, there's going to be Dark Knight's Death Metal Trinity Crisis. That is a Ooh. mouthful. Uh, but one for me and you. Joker Harley Criminal Insanity number 5. Finally, man. Finally. Good grief. Yes. And then... I am looking now. Uh, oh God, Superman twenty-five. Uh, but Aquaman. Uh, oh well. Aquaman. No, okay. No, that's just the volume. That's the trade. It's not liar. The other issue. You're Ugh, a liar. So depressing. But it looks like there might be at least two or three issues that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Ugh. The right, and, so... and honestly, one thousand twenty-seven might actually be. Actually, it's not even on here for next week, so it might actually be uh, the week after. But we'll see. We'll, we will see. Uh, but if that's the case, if it is next week, then that'll probably be the majority of what we talk about because there's not a whole lot. Uh, but, you know, that, Har- that Harley Joker book, we have been waiting for that. So that'll be, that'll be fun to, to look into again. Okay, well then, that, I, I am looking forward to that, so yeah, we'll definitely jump on to that, and, and hey, you never know, maybe there's another comic that's outside of DC that just kind of really blows my mind, and I'll just randomly talk about it, but as yeah, of right to, now... I need to read Black yeah, Widow. Yeah, Black Widow, you definitely gotta check it out, you gotta check it out. But yes, we are part of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Proud members, just go to nerdylegion.com, click on podcast, and you will find all your goodies there in terms of, I mean, I don't even know. There's like 20 plus shows. There's a lot of shows. Um, with that being said, Ty, who was the winner of our Action Comics Deluxe, the trade, well, the hardcover, was sent your way, so you should be receiving that soon. Very awesome. Uh, also... Uh, you can find me at Mark Reads Comics on Twitter. Uh, also, Clay or I on the CB underscore Legion. Uh, you could do it there as well. Nobody ever does. It's usually personally, but that's that's <laughs> fine. Uh, there's many times I forget to check the podcast uh, page anyways. Um, and Clay, go ahead and give us your many places where people can find you. Of course, you can find me at Fanboy Clay on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on PlayStation. Uh, at fanboyclay1010. Uh, 
and because I'll be playing Avengers, and if anybody wants to team up and beat some bad guys, that'll be fun. But uh, go do that. Also, um, I still need to talk to the Nerdy Legion guys, but I will go ahead and announce it here for the very first time. I am doing a Power Rangers podcast uh, in November. It's going to debut in November. I have a lineup of co-hosts, so not just one. I think I have a total of three co-hosts that will be uh, cycling through. We're going to be talking about the new uh, series that are going to be dropping on November. It's going to be two books called Mighty Morphin and the other book being Power Rangers. Uh, I'm telling you now, so that way you guys can catch up on all 55 issues, and then you will be ready for what we talk about in November. So go check those books out. They're amazing. The Kyle Higgins and Ryan Parrott runs are phenomenal. Uh, More phenomenal is something that, you know, really fun stuff that Power Ranger fans like to say. But uh, yeah, go check that out. Of course, I also have a podcast of my own, Fanboy Comics Podcast. Go check that out. I have been doing a lot of Shonen Jump manga episodes lately. Um, oh, you will be so proud of me. I, f- I saw an episode of anime. I saw an anime episode. What would you watch? Um, I don't know. I'm going to find I'm going to take the picture. Because I, uh, apparently my brother-in-law watches anime. Uh-huh. And uh, when he was here, and I was telling him that I was gonna like do something with you, yeah, yeah, which you still haven't told me what to read, by the way. He he told us that we should check out this, and he put the pilot episode on. Was it on? Netflix? What is this? Oh, Avatar! Oh, oh my gosh! You uh, you watched the first yeah. episode? I saw the first episode. Yeah, and my son, who's never seen anime before, that's actually him on the iPad. Watching it, and we were watching... So, I will say this. There is uh, the anime uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, and then there's a sequel anime called The Legend of Korra. I am currently watching... That's, Le- the, that's the girl. Yes, yes. Korra's the girl. I, had, like, his I, friend I'm, after I'm, he got taken from the fire breathers? No, 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 no. You will learn who Korra is. She is... She's the new Avatar, so it's, like, several years after... No, but did it? But wasn't what? What the man? I'm forgetting. What's the kid's name? Ang. Ang. Yeah. Ang. Yeah. Ang was fighting like a fire breather or whatever, fire a fire bender. shooter, fire firebender. Fire bender. And he yeah. pretty much told the firebenders, "If I give up, oh no, no, if no, I surrender, that's Katara." Katara. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. No, but Korra is a new reiteration of the legend of the Avatar. Um, Look I'm, at us talking anime. Just a, a couple of. I will say this. I will say this. Um, there are some really deep storylines and like l- life lessons in this story. It's a Nickelodeon show, but it kind of hits you hard. There is one episode that legitimately, when I tell you about it, like I'm sure you'll find out, but there's an episode with a character that, like, had real-world implications with, like, the storytelling, and it literally breaks your heart. Like, I literally cannot watch that episode without crying. I will tell you about it when you get there, but I am watching Legend of Korra for the very first time. I'm loving it. Uh, I watched the first season of that show, like, when it was airing, but I completely dropped off of it. But My my brother-in-law told me, do not watch the movie. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't watch the movie. It's horrible. They completely whitewashed it, and it was M. Night Shyamalan who tried to 
do it, and it was bad. Um, Netflix is attempting to do a live-action movie, which nobody had a problem with until last month when they decided the creators of the show were going to, like, well, the creators of the show basically walked away because of creative differences, and now nobody wants the movie. So. Because they were casting Scarlett Johansson as Aang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely... Well, uh, there's comic books that tell the story of like what happens after season three of The Last Airbender. And they also continue the story of Korra in comics. They're all Dark Horse comics. So, nice. Uh, okay. Just recently, this past two weeks... They have done like audio readings of those books uh, recently, and you you can see it on the uh, Dark Horse Twitter account, like the links to all that. But yeah, you will definitely love Avatar. It is a great start, uh, just because it's a very uh, child friendly stuff, and you know, just working your way up, I think would be best for you. Uh, but yeah, I will I will shoot you a text of, of what we should read. Uh, all right, later. Good deal. But with Sweet. that, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us rant. I'm sorry, uh, but I get really excited whenever people talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, but yeah, uh, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully it's not too jam-packed with dumb books, but we will have fun with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in episode two of Avatar, that's when you see Goku, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very much so. All right, buddy. Well, thank you everyone for listening and your continued support. Talk to you guys next week. See you later.